This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, let's talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and my guest today is Mr. Mel Torme. Hey, that rhymes. It's kind of musical, isn't it? <laughs> As a matter of fact, everything about my guest today is rather musical. I am interviewing a large bundle of musical dynamite. Mr. Mel Torme, according to Downbeat Magazine, is the musician-singer, but he's also a swingin' musician, a great arranger, and a prolific composer. He has written more than 250 numbers, ranging from the Christmas song to the full-scale orchestral work, The California Suite. Mel, hi, dear. Hi, Lucy. So nice having you with us oh, today. It's great to be here. You know, I'm a regular listener on this show. Are you really? Oh, you bet I am. I'm a fan. Well, I'm complimented. Listen all the time. When do you find the time? Well, you know, I'm traveling a great deal. And, uh, you I travel by car? Sometimes by car, yes. That helps. I always it? carry a little portable radio with me, and uh, I'm always tuned into the Lucy show. Let's talk to Lucy. Love it. I like to uh, sort of bring my uh, showbiz friends uh, to my microphone to uh, learn a little bit more about them myself and at mm. the same time let the people listen in to... I guess they get a different, I hope anyway, I hope they get a different idea of these people than they can usually read in magazines, you know? Mm -hmm. Because magazine interviews are kind of the cream off the top. They're a little and sterile, they... too. You know, you're not really getting the, the yeah. honest personality of the performer. Now, speaking of honesty, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today. Mm. You are not afraid of anything, are you, Mel? I'm really not, Lucy. I don't say that boastfully. Uh, I just feel that it's it's a precept, it's a way to live. And this goes for, you know, whether you call a chef over and say the steak is not done properly, not nastily, but honestly. No. Uh, right down to saying how I feel about the current trends in show business, music, uh, what is happening with my own career. And I, I let me amend that and say that I speak honestly about the bad aspects of my career as well as the good ones. I know you do. It's uh, an objective way of thinking that is... Uh, well, I don't know. N not many of us can do it. And you apparently have been doing it since you were a very little uh, chick. Well, I've been in the business since I was a little chick, Lucy. And At what uh, age did you start? Four years old. Do you come from a uh, an entertainment family? No, although I do have two legitimate members of my family. When I say legitimate, I mean they're in the legitimate end of music. One Who of dad? them, Well, uh, uh, part of my family's name, my mother's maiden name, is Sopkin. And... Uh, now, I always confuse the two, but George Sopkin, I believe, is the cellist with that very famous Chicago string quartet uh, that not too long ago went to Russia and made a great amount of headlines, you know, playing for uh, Khrushchev at the time. And uh, Henry is the conductor of the Atlanta Symphony. So well, I, have to, I have to take a third seat to those guys. But does any of your musical talent stem from uh, that end of the family, do you think? I don't really know, Lucy. I think that uh, this may seem facetious to you. I do not mean it to be. I think a great deal of my musical talent stems from the fact that I'm Jewish yes. and that my family was extremely clannish and uh, musical. By that, I mean back porch kind of musical back in Chicago, my hometown. That's the greatest kind. Yeah. But now, what do you? how do you define back porch musical? Well, for instance, Friday night was... Uh, was typical at my grandmother's house. We lived a block away from her. Uh, and every Friday night, my father, his two brothers, and his sister, and my mother, and my sister and myself would go over and have dinner. And we'd go out on the back porch, and we would sing in the evenings. 
It's kind of a lost art, really. Oh, it sure <laughs> is. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And I agree, that's probably the very basis of your your wanting to become a, a part of this business. I and really think so. I, I genuinely do. Of course, you know, I sang my first song professionally at the age of four years old at the old Black Hawk restaurant in Chicago with a famous old band in those days called Coon Sanders Orchestra. Coon hyphen Sanders. Yes. You know. You're a very amazing young man. How old are you? Thank you. 39. You look like uh, 19, I and I guess you always will. <laughs> That's what they tell me. You've been married. You have children. Yes, I have three. Mm -hmm. And boys or girls? Well, I have a boy who's just about to turn 12, a little girl who's 10, and little Tracy who's going to be six. Oh, boy, what great ages. Yeah, tremendous. Do they show any musical uh, tendencies? Yeah, Steve, my oldest boy, is... Um, uh, very, very avidly studying the guitar right now. Is he taking lessons? Yes, indeed. Oh, yes. Doing it the right way. Wonderful. Are you a good father, Mel? I think I am. I really do. Given a chance? I didn't have too much of a chance uh, for a long time, and uh, in a sense now, Lucy, I still have a little bit of a problem by the fact that I travel, you know. Uh -huh. But uh, I am hoping that I can consolidate. You know, I wrote the Judy Garland show for nearly a year. Yes. And that Some of her best shows. You're very kind. Thank you. Uh, that was wonderful to be able to stay here and spend time with with my, my little boy, Tracy, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, now my little boy lives with me, and I think that because he lives with me and because I have this tremendous responsibility for that reason, I've become a whale of a father. I, I, I say that in all immodesty. <laughs> and with some awe. Yes, in some awe is true because, you know, we all in show business have a tendency to become terribly wrapped up in ourselves. I think that probably the main reason is that we do have to give a great deal of concentration and effort and time well, that's it. That's to our time. careers. You know, it's all time. It's not just that we're wrapped up in ourselves. We have a lot of work to do and people don't realize that it takes many, many hours. Well, that's true. It just never stops. But I know that I, on certain occasions, have become a little wrapped up in my own publicity, uh, in my own press notices, and... Uh, it's kind of wonderful to find that you can be wrapped up in something other than yourself. Well, like you've grown up, Mel. You've grown up. You've I hope matured. So. I hope so. The uh, future for you, Mel, you are wonderful as an actor. Now, what are you doing about that? I'm trying very hard to do a great deal about it, Lucy. You know, my career has taken... My career is really a very strange career. In... 1933, if I may become a little bit chronological for a moment, uh, I was entered in Chicago in a uh, World's Fair of Chicago contest, a radio auditions contest. How old were you then? I was eight. Eight? Eight years old, yeah. Yes. I won not first place, but second place in the contest. There was a woman there who was rather famous in Chicago, a woman named Irene Wicker, who used to be known as the Singing Lady. Yes. She had a famous children's show. But her husband was producing a, uh, a soap opera in the afternoon called Song of the City, uh -huh. and he saw a dramatic quality in my work and signed me to portray the part of a little boy called Jimmy the Newsboy, an orphan newsboy on the show. Well, that began my singing career, and it took, com I mean my acting career, and it took complete precedent over any singing that I had done prior to that in kid vaudeville shows in and around Chicago. Uh, more recently, uh, I tried very desperately, and I mean that word in its purest, <laughs> in its purest sense, to uh, reinstate my acting career. I did a, uh, in 1957, I did a Playhouse 90 with Mickey Rooney called The Comedian. Mm -hmm. uh, I received an Emmy sub-nomination for it, and I thought, sure did. I thought, gee whiz, there, there we go. Because 
to be completely frank with you, Lucy, and I say this as objectively as I can muster objectivity, I am really quite a better actor than I am a singer. My whole idea for a career was to be an actor. Mm -hmm. uh, tragically for me, however, even with the comedian, uh, this town has an unfortunate tendency to pigeonhole one. And I have such a, a strong image as a singer that I've had a very difficult time getting acting roles. I've really actually done some acting roles, I don't mind admitting it, uh, that I really didn't want to do, but it was acting and it was film on me. I've done some acting roles for a, a lot less money than I normally get for a, a standard guest yeah. shot as a singer. You know. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, you, you speak about this town pigeonholing, and I have some ideas on that. And our time is up for today. Can you believe it? Could you possibly be with me tomorrow? I'd love to. I'd like to uh, talk about this. Okay. I'd like to talk some more about you. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you. I have been talking to Mr. Mel Torme, and he has promised to be my guest tomorrow. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today my guest is Mr. Mel Torme, the musician-singer. And Mr. Mel Torme would rather not be known these days as the musician-singer, particularly. Yesterday we were talking about the fact that his singing career, his musical career, has forever overshadowed something that he is very good at, and I can attest to that, uh, a downright darn good actor. Coming from you, that's high praise indeed. <laughs> Thanks for being with me again today, Mel. I, I do want to pursue this because I know that you are a very fine actor. Yesterday you talked about this town pigeonholing you uh, once you have been sort of typed as mm -hmm. a singer, but I wouldn't worry too much about being typed as a singer because you have gotten out there and proven that you can act pretty good. You have been nominated for awards and all kinds of things by just one or two things that you've done. So you have a large, long career ahead of you. Do you uh, have any things right uh, recently that have come up that you have turned down? I want to get a picture of, of something. Have you turned down a lot of things recently? You mean acting-wise? Acting-wise. No, I have not been offered many things recently as an actor. Now, why do you think that is? Is well, it because you haven't been trying? No, I'm trying very hard. But I have a little bit of a problem, and, and it's, it's very simple, actually, Lucy. Uh, in order to earn the kind of living uh, that I must earn for financial reasons that I don't want to bore your listeners with right now, uh, I must, on occasion, go out on the road uh, and earn the kind of big money that I earn as a singer. Mm -hmm. Consequently, for instance, the Perry Mason show is a good example. They've offered me three, four very fine roles on the, on the show, but I've, I've never been available for them. Mm -hmm. That's my fault, you know. But then, of course, the, as this crazy business will sometimes want to do, there have been other times, Lucy, when I have been in town, uh, really, for a great amount of time, but the role just for some reason, does not come up. Yeah, it's very difficult to time everything yes, just right. And two, um, it is very difficult to allot six or eight months of your every year on the road and expect anything to happen uh, out here because you yes. have to be available. So it's very, very difficult. And I know a lot of um, performers who come from back east, for instance, who say, well, I'm just going to be out here for a short time, and if nothing happens, I'm just going <laughs> to go on the road or I'm going back and do a show or something. It's impossible mm -hmm. to do. I understand everybody's problem that they have to keep on making money, but you do have to make a decision about where you're going to be so that other people can say, well, there he is, he's available, and uh, yeah. things do happen. I agree with you, Lucy. Where do you live now, Mel? I live in West Los Angeles. I have a, I'm living with my mother and father, my little boy Tracy, uh, in a very lovely house in West Los Angeles, just uh, quite near the Beverly Hilton Hotel. Do you think you'll marry again? I really don't know. 
quite candidly, uh, I feel that marriage is a, a, a tremendous responsibility. What's wrong with that? Uh, there's nothing, you, you there's just, nothing wrong with you it You told all. me yesterday that you were very grateful for the responsibilities that you were uh, taking on these days because you felt that they were good for you, and I agree. Well, I think that the responsibility of taking care of a child as opposed to uh, an association, a relationship with a wife uh, can be construed as being a little bit different, you know. Do you have yeah, an ambivalence I... about uh, these things? I mean, do you feel never quite as uh, comfortable with a wife as you do a, a girlfriend? Ah, uh -uh, just the opposite. Just I, the opposite. I really rather love being married. And uh, Why? Because I think that man is basically uh, a domesticated animal, and I believe that, uh, that a man should be married. I think that a, I believe in rather old-fashioned precepts about marriage, however. I don't mean that the woman should be the total subdominant feature in a marriage and the man should be the tyrannical dominant father figure. I think that women are emancipated and they should have a certain amount of independence, a certain amount of mind of their own because a woman is stimulating. You know, I heard Steve Allen on your show talking about Jane. Well, Jane's a very bright woman, and I can see where uh, Steve, being a bright man, and incidentally an old schoolmate of mine, by the way. Really? Yeah, we went to high school together. Uh, being married to a woman like Jane, that, that seems to be a very good marriage because of the stimulus of mind and, I guess, approach to life. What is your there. idea of the ideal home life, for instance, Mel? Do you picture the house? Do you picture the woman? Do you picture what? Uh, I do. I have kind of a crazy picture about it, Lucy. And What is it? Uh, well, for instance, I think that uh, the main thing in a marriage, which is terribly important, is peace. I think if two people can find peace together, yeah. I don't mean a lack of excitement in the marriage. I mean a general overall kind of peace. I think that can be a very beautiful relationship. A blending of minds, a blending of uh, what they want to do Indeed. together and everything. Well, and I have kind of a dippy kind of uh, percentage feeling about marriage. I feel that Marriage, according to the husband's point of view, should be 70-30. I think the husband should do 70 to the wife's 30. Right. Marriage from the female's point of view, from the wife's point of view, should be 70-30. Should that's right. You know? What do you like about yourself the most, Mel? Gee, that's a tough one. I like, uh, I like my ability to not be talked down to by somebody who I either inherently or legitimately know I know more about on a given subject. Mm -hmm. I like my ability to not sell out. I don't think that in, in the 35 years that I've been actively engaged in performing in front of the public, I've ever really sold out. Uh, I don't hold that up as a badge of honor. It's just that I have to really... I do. I like that. I live with myself. I really do. And for a for a soft-skinned, baby-faced, blonde guy, I've got a very tough beard. <laughs> Every day when I look in the mirror and shave it off, <laughs> I want to like to some degree what I see. And I also like, Lucy, the fact that I'm recognizing more and more as I grow older my faults, my shortcomings. And I'm trying within the limits of possibility and probability to correct them before I, I wind, up in the, wind up this veil of tears, you know, as they say. <laughs> That's wonderful. Where do you uh, get your incentive for your wonderful songs that you compose? I know you can't pin every incentive down, but where do you get some of them? Do you 
wake up in the morning? Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Do you, does it come from what's happened to you, usually? Well, I'll give you an idea. Uh, I wish I had a piano here, because oddly enough, I've just written a song, a brand new song, for my little boy, Tracy. And then you that, do you do pick from your life. That was a, a song from pure inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote uh, a song called The Jet Set, which is rather a nice song, I think you'd like, mm -hmm. because I happened to see the Burton Wool book and knew it was a bestseller and thought, gee, I'm always, I'm kind of left at the gate. Now this time, before the book even comes into publication, I'm going to write a song, so if it gets sold for a movie, this will be the title song. And I called Burton Wool, the writer of the book, out of the clear blue sky and said, you don't know me, my name is Mel Torme. Yes, I do know you, but we've never met, you know. And I played the song over the telephone for him. I said, now look, Charlie Brown, if this picture gets sold, this is the title song. He says, no contest, you got it, you know. Wonderful. There are, actually, there are incentives in all, all forms, uh, Lucy. Yeah. A lot of times I write purely from a standpoint of, uh, from a standpoint of assignment. Let's go boy. back to the song about your little boy. What's it called? It's called Tracy. Uh -huh. And it's a, it's a waltz, and it's a, it's a very sad kind of poignant song about uh, hating to see him grow up because he's so perfect and wonderful as he is, you know. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm rather proud of it. I think it's one of the best songs I've ever written. And it's one of those songs, Lucy, that I really don't care whether it's ever published or not. It's just something that I want to put on the piano bench and every once in a while in the late evening when it's raining outside or something and Tracy's upstairs sleeping, I want to take it out and play it. Oh, what a beautiful note. Uh -huh. And our time is up again today. Please, could you be with me again tomorrow? I love it. I have some of our show business friends that I want to ask you about. All right, fine. Thank you, Mel. I have been talking to Mr. Mel Torme. I hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Bye for now. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.